The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. You know how Finn never gets to tell Ray that one thing he wants to tell her? Or how Han Solo can give Leia a sarcastic quip but never really open up to her? Well, you don't have to be rebel scum or the captain of the Millennium Falcon to experience the kind of rich relationships and life that we all long for. I'm Mark Went, and I'm a men's wisdom coach. After people work with me, they have the confidence, emotional intelligence, and communication skills they need to be the heroes of their own story. To find out more, go to markwentcoaching.com, M-A-R-C-W-E-N-D-T-coaching.com. Crisis for the geek kind. Top geek officials admit they underestimated the hipster's defense capability. Geeks from all over the globe are joining up to fight for the future. They're doing their part. Are you? Join Weeby Geeks and the Geek Revolution and save the world. Service guarantees citizenship. Want to know more? to another episode of Weeby Geeks. It is the Intrepid Trio. Er, the Intrepid Trio. It's the Dashing Duo. <laughs> I am mixing up my shows, Derek, as if that's a surprise to you. Um, No, not the first time. So, like I said, it is the Dashing Duo, the voice you just heard, Derek, myself, Mike, and you heard a little chuckle. That's a little bit. not... And voice right there that's not a part of the show normally. Derek, remember a couple of weeks ago, uh, actually almost a month ago, when we talked about the new anime figures, anime heroes coming from Bandai? I barely remember yesterday, but sure. We have from Bandai, Cisco. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. It is our pleasure. So um, this is the, as I see by your shirt as well, which... So awesome. Um, this is the One Piece collection? Correct. This is the uh, the One Piece line of the Anime Heroes brand, right? So Anime Heroes is sort of the umbrella brand that takes all the best IP and takes each of those individual uh, properties under one house. And, and One Piece is, is the latest uh, foray into the Anime Heroes world. So Anna. This One Piece line is currently out in stores. It's out. It's out now. Okay. Yep. Okay. I think I think we talked about that um, when we discussed this. Uh, that it was it was out. Um, actually, no. When we got this in March, according to my emails, it wasn't out yet. Almost. We had started pre-selling right, right. like on Amazon and GameStop about you know six weeks ago. But actually, like right now, if you go into like a Target or GameStop, like it's on shelf. So it's it's fully available now, as well as all your favorite online retailers. 
Now, how how long has the Anime Heroes line been out? Anime Heroes, as an overall brand, probably has been out uh, about a year and a half. So we started out with Naruto and uh, Saint Seiya, Knights of the Zodiac, and those are the first two lines that came out, pretty much one right after the other. And, and One Piece is the third one, um, and that essentially officially launched within like the last two weeks. Awesome. Why for this third wave, One Piece? Well, you know, it, it's funny because I get asked that all the time. Like, how do you choose the right property to come in at the right time? And, and, and it's a host of lots of different things, right? From a brand building point of view, you want to have the most popular anime that's out there, right? And so when we first started, it, it was Naruto, right? Because it, it's very mainstream. Everyone knows Naruto and yeah. everyone sort of is understanding it and then we wanted to go deeper into the anime world and so we chose a property that had a little bit more runway to it in terms of like Saint Seiya, right? It's like really popular but it's a little bit niche as well. And so for the third one, we wanted to make sure that we had a strong showing, right? And when you ask yourself, well, if I had to include another anime intellectual property out there, what would it be, right? And and we were asking fans and we were hearing a lot of their feedback and you kind of not can't put one piece in there, right? It's just one of those things. It's one of the big three that's out there. And to have Naruto and then to wait on one piece is is sort of, it just seemed like the right time for a fantastic property that a lot of things are going on at the same time, right? So, I mean, the series has been going on for almost 20 years now. There's like 900 some odd episodes. Wow. And even recently, you know, Netflix is creating an original live action version of one piece. It's in production right now in South Africa. Yeah. So when it comes out, right, one piece will have already hit its stride. We'll be introducing new characters to it. So the timing was right. So there's all these different levers on the back end that we look at to make sure that when we release the action figure, right? Cause our timeline takes about, you know, it's about 14 months to like make a figure. We have to be planning a year and a half to two years out and be uh, ready for where the puck is going to be, to use a hockey analogy, right? And and right now, the puck is, it's on Netflix right now, it's streaming everywhere, and in addition to that, there's going to be a live-action version of Netflix that's coming out around the same time. So it, it's kind of like jumping into a pool and waiting for the water to get there by the time you're there. So it's a little tricky, but but it's it's an art as much as it is a science. So you're, you're doing a lot of... Uh, future forecasting or, or fortune telling in many ways. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm assuming you're already working on wave four and five at this point. Yes. Right. So the, the I guess the next logical question is, okay, now you have one piece out. Do you already know which characters are going to be coming out after the first wave? Well, absolutely. Right. Or at least we know what characters we want to have. Right. And so all these sort of things have to go on behind the scenes to figure out. Yes, you have to forecast and guess of what are going to be those characters, what they're going to look like and how they're going to resonate with the fans. So it's it's a little risky sometimes, but with a great property like One Piece, it's kind of hard to mess up especially when there's like 987 named characters out there, right? So we have to be going for quite a while before we choose a character that nobody knows who it is. So we're we're pretty fortunate in that aspect. So do you just go one wave ahead when you're planning or planning several waves right now? Um, It depends on lots of things, right? So in, in one piece, right, our major focus was getting the first three characters out there, right? So in the Anime Heroes line, our first three characters are Luffy, right? Because you have to because he's the main protagonist, right? right. You have Sanji, 
right? And then you have Zoro. And in terms of when you first start um, the manga or, or the anime, like those are pretty much the first three characters that are pretty much the mainstay, right? They're obvious choices. When we start thinking of what's gonna be our fourth or our fifth figure, right? That's an exercise that's happening at the same time as if we're going to add a new character to Naruto line, which one's that going to be? Because we already have like nine characters in the queue. So it's like having all these plates spinning at the same time. And you sort of have to like chart it all out to figure out which characters are dropping when and what's going to be the most relevant from a fan point of view and from a sheer commercial point of view. Right. And one of the challenges is when you're doing action figures is what's going to be a cool looking action figure. You know, and, and, and I use the example of if there is an anime out there and everyone is in a military costume, right? And it's the same costume. That means the only difference is going to be the face. Well, in a package, it might not look all that appealing, right? So, the, and, and the word we use in the toy industry is, is it toyetic, right? Is it going to look good on shelf? One like piece is word. fantastic because they all look different right luffy has the hat zoro has a trench coat sanji has like the hair and the suit so they're all very you know very dissimilar in terms of what they're going to look like right as opposed to some anime that all the characters are wearing the same thing and because of that that usually lets us put a little bit more thought into the process if that really is the right line or the characters to choose at this time right so it's about making something that's popular and looks cool right but the second part is we really want people to get into anime. And, and hopefully our goal is to use anime heroes as an entry point, not only for fans to own a piece of the property that they love, but introducing new fans when they see this action figure, like, that's kind of cool. What is this One Piece thing, right? And then it's like, well, let's introduce you to One Piece. It's, it's an aggressive and bold task. But once they get into it, then they realize, oh, I understand now. So we're attacking it from lots of different angles. Um, and as we add more IP to Anime Heroes Line, it's going to get even more complicated, but it, it's a task we are, uh, very excited to take on. Okay. Uh, I'm going to show my age here. Any, <laughs> cause my daughter is into anime a little bit now, uh, mm-hmm. has gotten exposed in the last year, uh, from friends at school. Um, and she's really big into the Studio Ghibli stuff. Um, okay. she, she is trying to catch up on some of the others that her friends are watching. But for me, I'm kind of old school. Any chance with anime heroes doing a classic line? Well, what you would have to first define what classic is, right? So if if you, so we have Dragon Ball, right? That's one of our biggest brands out there. And, And arguably you could say, well, Dragon Ball is pretty classic animation. You can't get more mainstream or classic than that. Second to maybe Naruto. Right. Like it's it's out there. But if you're looking at going deep like Bleach or if you're going to go to something like a Gundam or something like it depends on how you're really defining anime. And and maybe at at this point in time, it it should be saying ancient line. (laughs) <laughs> like g-force or or oh my goodness or or I, space I remember, space battleship yamamoto or yeah okay um you're not dating yourself that much because i remember <laughs> watching Force and falling in love with it um or battle the planet <laughs> it sounds it sounds like we're in the same oh, yeah. generation that yeah um shogun yeah it, it, it's it's funny i i think there isn't a property that is off limits right it really is 
what do we want to introduce now that is out there, right? Because right. if you look at the properties that we are launching now, you can currently watch them, right? And, and, and it's widespread. Obviously, there's, there's lots of like anime streaming channels that are out there, and you can find anything out there, right? right. But we really want to have as much of a mainstream audience to take advantage of these figures as possible. So for something like GeForce, I think it would be fantastic, right? But it's really not available to be watched. I mean, it's it's out there, but it's not like it's like readily out there that's gonna stick out at you, right? As opposed to like Dragon Ball or Naruto, like you can find it on YouTube and all the episodes right, and, and it's right. not hard, right? So I think as Anime Heroes grows as a brand and we have more and more packed in there, then we can use a portfolio approach, right? And we can use like the huge success that Naruto is having, right? To sort of help support the ship and then bring in some, for lack of a better word, older or more seasoned titles that some people might not necessarily be um, introduced to, right? right? And we also need the, the number of characters that's going to support the line. So for something like G-Force, right, or Battle of the Planets, as, as I remember growing up as a kid, um, you have the five characters there, right? Mark, Jason, Tiny, Keoth, Princess. Right, right. Those are five figures right there, maybe Seven's Arc Seven, right? And then you got, like, how many more figures, right? Zoltar, then you got, like, the villain in Eight and Seven. We want to be able to expand these lines to as many characters as the market will take. Gotcha. But if we already know our speed limit's going to be seven figures, then we can't plan more than two years out anyway. Right. So it's about longevity and it's about satisfying your fans at the same time. So then let me move forward in time a couple decades. Sure. Uh, something like Yu-Gi-Oh! in the various stages of Yu-Gi-Oh! Would mm-hmm. that qualify? Well, Even though I mean, that was at- more mainstream Saturday morning, weekday afternoon right. anime. Well, I mean, you could say the same thing about Digimon, right? So Digimon was on yeah. Fox Kids, and it is every bit anime as it is an animated piece of content, right? That, that, that's right, pretty right. much how that, that works out that way. Um, so I, I think it really boils down to how toyetic it's going to be, right? Is it going to have longevity? And is it going to be a cool-looking action figure that people are going to embrace, right? Because we want to be able to have as many people exposed to this as possible, which means we can't go so deep. Right. That it, it's an obscure character that people aren't going to get. Right. There's tons of like statues and, and high end collectibles out there. And, and Bandai has like a premium division that handles those kind of things. But when it comes to like mainstream stuff that you can easily buy at an Amazon or a Target or even go into a GameStop, that's sort of our bread and butter right now, which means we want it to be as accessible as possible, which means it really is about and you have, and you raise a great point in terms of like what is your defining as classic anime right and, and right, for the purpose right. of anime heroes it's it's properties that are well known it's properties that are currently out right now that you can instantly stream or buy that has enough um, recognition in mainstream pop culture um, at least for now and then as, as we chug on down the road and, and we have more and more success then we'll start bringing in some titles where the, the mission of Anime Heroes will be to introduce people to anime as opposed to saying, anime fans, here's what we have for you. Come and get it. So My Hero Academia may be mm-hmm. one coming up in the future. Well, that's funny. So for My Hero Academia, um, Anime Heroes is a worldwide brand. So Bandai has all these different affiliates. There's one in Australia and one in Brazil, right? And My Hero Academia actually is an action figure from the Anime Heroes line. It's just not available in the United States. Um, just because of 
licensing and where it's going to be shown. There's all these different things. So the figures exist. I have them in my office, right? Just because I know what is an anime hero's line. But as far as what's available to who and where, that's where there's like contracts and licensor stuff involved. And, and that's sort of a, a bigger pot that, that has a lot of components to it. Um, so, so they're out there. Um, there's third party sellers, but, but as far as directly that we distribute and market for, um, it, it's in the line, but we don't necessarily deal with it. Okay. So at the moment, what we're talking about with Naruto and, um, one piece mm-hmm. and I'm going to butcher the last one. Um, Saint Cena, Saint Seiya or Saint the Seiya. Yeah. Um, those are the ones available through Bandai US. Correct. Okay. Correct. Yeah. So it's weird that with the different markets, each one has its own exclusive, their own version of the line that doesn't cross between the. Do any does Naruto? Does it is is it in is it, it cross? Depends. No, it's it's available everywhere. It really depends on like the legal and the contract stuff. So even like uh, prior to Bandai, I was in the in the film industry, and so it is not uncommon at all for a movie to be distributed by different studios depending on the on the country that you're with, right? It's just in terms of who has dibs in Europe right. versus Asia versus South America, and so when you're dealing with an intellectual property of a show or an action figure that's based off of a show, it, it also isn't unusual to have certain countries already having the rights to distribute these kind of toys, right? So whether it's a comic book character or an anime character, there are some territories that they distribute everything. So for example, Bandai um, in Mexico, not only do they distribute all of our anime titles, but I even think they have like DC Comics as well for that Mexico market. So it really depends on what country you're in and what is the toy company in that market that can, you know, market and distribute and sell. See, and I know y'all done, well, I know premium does stuff with Marvel and we're mm-hmm. talking anime and it was a series that came out, uh, in the mid teens, mid 20 teens that I think there's a lot of character potential there. And that's Marvel disc wars. Mm-hmm. It ran 52 episodes, but Oh, what an amazing Marvel anime! I, I I would I would love to see some of that collection. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's it's funny. Um, it's whether you could or whether you should are two completely different things, right? Like everyone that you have to do this. We would love to see a mashup of all of the different universes come together, sort of like a Super Smash Bros. right type uh, thing no. together, right? But. It, then you start asking questions like, well, then who's going to lead, right? And and who's going to contribute? And then all of a sudden, it's like getting 52 people inside of a of a Volkswagen Beetle, right? At, at a certain point in time, it's no longer efficient, right? And you sort of have to let the market forces kind of do what they will. So there, there's lots of fantastic properties that, that I look at all the time saying, like, we should get this one. But sometimes there are underlying factors that it will either take too long to get things approved Right. Because it's not just making the toy. Right. right? It's about going all the way. So here's a perfect example. Right. So when we were doing the one piece action figures and they look fantastic and and Luffy for your fans, if they're not super familiar, besides being the main protagonist, at least in the early episodes, he's a skinny dude. Right. Like he's skinny, like scrawny skinny. Now, making a skinny action figure on face level doesn't sound like the smartest thing to do. Like who wants a skinny action figure? Right. It doesn't. (laughs) Right. But 
If you um, and, and I don't know in terms of in, in in the show notes what it is if you if you post images of what these action figures look like, but when I saw the model of this Luffy figure and and I even do, I'm going to show you guys and I'm not sure if your audience can see it or not, but I'm holding him up right now. Like we were able to pull it off pretty good. He looks just like he does oh, yeah. the anime. Oh wow! Right? Yeah, like that's what Bandai does better than anybody else. It's a spot on interpretation from the anime to the action figure. So. Behold, here's a skinny action figure, right? And the amount of engineering it takes to make it is is really hard to do. And it meant that we had to go all the way to Oda-san, who is still currently writing One Piece, to get his approval that he says, yep, that's the version of Lushi that should be in this action figure, right? And that happens with every licensor and every creator that we distribute action figures for. So this is where Lucas got the idea of maintaining merchandise rights for Star Wars or any film he does exactly. from the Japanese because because yeah. everything has to go through because until he sold to Disney, everything had to go through him. It's it's how you ensure consistency. Right. And 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 he was very fan centric. Right. And, and he is. Uh, Besides just being a visionary and, and being Lucas, right? I mean, that that's enough. Right. But he he knows enough and is intuitive enough that you don't upset the fans that brought you there in the first place, right? Because they're the ones who will be your staunchest supporters, but they'll right, also right. be your harshest critics. And they'll sniff out if you're going to, like, cut corners, right? And so however painful it may be, and I've been on both sides of the approval chain in terms of, like, I'm not going to let that go through versus please let this go through. Right. I understand the importance of having, you know, brand integrity because you want everything of that particular property coming out to be authentic and to be, you know, um, the best possible quality without being so exorbitantly expensive. Right. That it's not practical. Right. Because in, in the in the anime, like. Luffy, he has, like, rubber powers, right? So he can, like, stretch his arm. There was an episode where he stretched his arm so far back, and then the recoil was going so fast, he punched time. And then the anime went to black and white, right? Like, to be able to capture that in an action figure, like, it would it would not be economically feasible, right? So you do have to make choices. Like, yes, it has to be plastic, not rubber, because the mechanics isn't going to work that way. So... It's always about choices, but ultimately it really is about our fan and, and Bandai America specifically, second maybe only to comic book fans. And I used to be a comic book guy when I worked um, at, at DC Comics. Um, I know that fans are rabid about the characters they love, and you have to think oh, that. Oh, yeah. And anime folks are almost exactly the same because they're deep storylines and really engaged, and, and you have this huge affinity for these characters, and so you have to treat them in the right way. Okay. It's like uh, doing doing a line like this with multiple characters from multiple different um, animes and stuff. It seems like it creates a whole new set of challenges in dealing with the different characters, the different creators and everything. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's a labor of love, right? But I, but when you see the finished product, it, it really is worth it. I mean, there's times I want, I want to pull my hair out. I'm like, how can like it's a little <laughs> tiny thing, right? Like, who cares what color the button is? But it's those little details. <laughs> at the end of the day, when you look at it, you're like, yeah, like because someone's going to say in a review or on a blog post or on a YouTube unboxing, 
And did you check out the button? Like, just like the show, right? And and they call it out, you know? And every time I see a little nitpicky detail like that and, and we're able to deliver on that, then I know that we've done our job to deliver the best interpretations of anime for everyone to enjoy, right? That's what Bandai stands for. It's, it's bringing the joy and the fun of anime to own a, a physical piece of content that is just sort of out there in the air that you just sort of have to watch. Right. So, so when coming up with the figures, you, mm-hmm. you are getting to the point with detail that you are almost speaking to the vocal minority yes. since they are the ones that are going to yeah. so rip show you anything. Yeah. So this is Zoro, right? And he's like the greatest swordsman of all time. And, and his, his, uh, the facial features are outstanding, but when we're talking about detail, right? So if you look at in in the in the manga and in the anime, he fights with three swords at the same time. It, it works on on film. Uh, one in the right hand, one in the left hand, and he fights with one in his mouth, right? But in the in the box, it comes with these sword accessories. Now it's not molded plastic, so if I move his arm back, like these things will actually fit in his little belt. Right. So it's not one piece of plastic. They fit. Right. And it's this level of detail that when fans see it, they're like, oh, my goodness. Like, it really is three swords. It isn't just this cheapy little thing that we decided not to do it. So it's because of this. That's what makes this line so immensely popular, because people know what they're getting. And they're like, that's a level of detail that you really don't see and most toy manufacturers. So with this one, he's my favorite, my uh, personal favorite, um, just because, like, sores, why not? Uh, but it, it works, and um, the level of detail is something that I am impressed with every day. So with Zoro, That is really cool. I'm yeah. assuming comes with five swords, essentially. Three sheathed, two, two unsheathed. Yes. So the way that you do it is so... Oh, okay. So besides here, like... It comes out that way, right? Such that if you really want to be realistic, he's holding two, right? Which technically means if he has three swords, then two sheaths have to be empty. So there you go, right? Or if I choose to pose him with only one sword holding, then I can take the suba, put it into the scabbard, and now he has two. So it's realistic, right? Because you're not going to have him holding two swords and having three in his belt because then that's five, right? So we put in every combination permutation of how to pose them because that's what a figure is designed for. Take that other toy companies for that attention to detail. Yeah, it is. It's, it's that a is very story. impressive. Now, I, I'm going to ask as a sure. collector myself, because now if, if I'm going to go out and most likely will go out and get my first set of anime figures just to have a set, I'm yeah. now looking at one piece. Unless I could find the Naruto at the Jap- Japan Pavilion at Epcot, which I may get Naruto there, what's the price point of these? Nineteen ninety nine. Okay, so comparable yeah. with some of the others. Yeah, pretty much, right? I mean, when when, when you go down the toy aisle, whether it's a Walmart or Target or or Amazon, Best Buy, GameStop, right? Like your six and a half action figure. You're going to have your, like, $19.99 and then, like, your $24.99 if there's, like, special accessories or, or background or, or something. Like, you're going to be in that range, right? And, and the cool thing about Anime Heroes that I'll, that I'll show you guys is um, if, if you collect manga or the anime, um, they're books, right? And, and these are the packages. 
But when you hold the packages up like this, it's like a bookshelf, right? Just like a manga bookshelf. So for anime fan collectors, like when you collect all of the ones in the anime heroes line, you're going to have about 20 of these boxes and it's going to look like a bookshelf. Uh, oh, yeah. wow. That's cool. Yeah. Right. So, so it really is. Um, and, and this isn't by accident. We think about it because these aren't just like statues, right? Like there are some high end statues that are gorgeous, right? But an action figure as opposed to a figurine, right? You can create your own moments, your own stories, right? And with the level of detail and, and the 16 points of articulation and all that kind of stuff. But the benefit is that you can pose them in lots of different ways to show that you're a fan, right? It's one thing, and um, I was being, I, I forgot who interviewed me like three or four weeks ago, um, but I, I mentioned that watching anime is a behavior. Like, you go to the movies, it's an event. You're getting ready for it, you go, and then maybe you buy the DVD or Blu-ray or something like that. But anime is a behavior. It's something that you do, right? Like, you watch it on a regular basis. It's almost kind of like a hobby, right? Because you invest some time, and especially now with, like, Netflix right. and Hulu and streaming, like, people now are used to, even with COVID, even more so than ever before, getting accustomed to long-form content, right? Investing... Right five, six, 10, 20, 40 hours at a time, just consuming this content and then becoming really engaged with the characters. And, and if you go back to, you know, what geek culture is or fanboy culture is, it is engaging with your favorite yeah. character. So the behavior is exactly the same. And which means that there are people who watch the show and there are people who will watch, who will buy the t-shirt. Right. But it takes another breed of fan to actually have a figure that they can pose that's on a more persistent basis. Right. Anybody can watch an anime show, but to follow an anime show and then show that you're a fan by displaying it like a bookcase or posing these figures, you know, on your shelf or mantle or whatever it might be. That's a different level of fandom. Right. And so as anime is growing more and more and it's everywhere now, we've seen sales translate. Like these things are flying off the shelves and we are trying to replen these things as fast as possible. And, and, and it's a it's a really good time to be an anime fan because there's a lot of really cool stuff we have coming down the pike. That doesn't surprise me because I know uh, I know a lot of anime fans. My sister goes to anime conventions mm -hmm. and and I know how I know that they can be they'll just buy up anything they can from their favorite animes so, of course, it would make sense that the the figures, the the amazing figures that you've shown us with the great details and everything, at a great price point like that, I'm not surprised yeah. at all that they'd be buying those up like crazy. And you know, I'm I I would not be embarrassed to be buying those figures at that price. I mean, I'm already buying Star Wars Black Series from Hasbro. Yeah, that's great. Um, there are some the their Ghostbusters line. Uh, I want to get the four busters um, just for the nostalgia aspect. GI Joe, if I was able to find it, but yeah. I, I have to say, I think it's from Bandai Japan. The Astromechs that they sell are mm -hmm. amazing, and I'm a huge well, Astromech guy. Yeah, I mean that. Then that, that's going into the whole Gundam world, right? And, and yeah, it, ah. and, and yeah, that's basically. I would love to see more of the Gundams show up here. Right now, the only way I could get the Gundam mm -hmm. is by going to the Japan Pavilion at Epcot. Yeah. 
I know well, I mean, they carry a lot of the Bandai Japan stuff. That's right. And there's tons of model kits that are available online too, right? Even if you go to like the Target, oh, yeah. right? they have an entire yep. gun plus section, right? And and what's really funny is when you think of content, right? The animation that launched the toy, that launched the animation again, like that's what Gundam was. Like back before the day, 1978, there was the super robots. Right. And they were robots that did like mm-hmm. things that just didn't make sense. Like they would grow, they would change size. Right. And it wasn't until like, um, I think it was Clover partnered with Sunrise. Right. Really to change uh. what Gundam was. Right. Like these aren't robots. Right. They're fighter planes with arms and legs. Realistically. Right. It's in a very practical basis. And then they launched the anime that then sold the toy and the toy sold so well that they brought that the anime and it's this wonderful feedback loop and it's been going for 40 years. And so, you know, we are actually, um, I've been in meetings in the last couple of weeks, we're putting out, um, you know, Gundam, you know, figurines and, and the model kits, they're out there. And, you know, even in the news, it's, it's public knowledge. There's going to be a live action Gundam movie coming in a couple of years. So it's going to be. Fantastic. Yeah. Is, is that why Japan's been building that life-size Gundam? You've seen it, right? Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. So that the video. Fantastic. Seeing that. I can't wait take for a step. live action movie. For for listeners who have not seen the videos, there's video of it walking, uh, standing, mm-hmm. walking out of its dock. Kneeling. And there's kneeling, yeah. which is impressive. Kneeling and standing back mm. up. Yeah, I can what? <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, I, I haven't checked to see if there's any new videos, but those are those are the only three I've seen. I was like, wow. Yeah, it's no joke. It, it's it's a commitment. I mean, it Gundam is like the, I think the sixth most uh, valuable toy brand in the world, right? Wow. Like on a on a global scale, right? And and the model kits like Gunpla, Gundam plastic models. That's what it is, and it's almost like a ubiquitous term that refers to any kind of plastic model kit. It just so happens that you know Gundam occupies like eighty percent market share of that model market. Um, but it, it's something that is it's a fantastic property. I'm a big Gundam man myself, and there's just so much to do um, that you know Bandai is is you know synonymous with it. Right. I guess I, I have to go back on that old commercial. So what level are you? <laughs> I, yeah, uh, you're, you're surprised I even remember that commercial. It depends how much time I have. I mean, to do like a perfect grade will take you like 20 hours of time. Um, I have a job, right? So so I'm, I'm more of an yeah. energy-level guy right now just because otherwise I'll, I'll leave it off to the side and it'll I'll – my attention span isn't the best, right? Like I'm, I'm trying to watch as many animators as I can right now and I'll, I'll start one and then I'll see another one and I haven't finished all the way through. So it's, it's a commitment issue. Uh, let's pause real quick for a quick word from our sponsor. Have you ever wanted to deeply connect with someone the way vision does with Scarlet Witch or be the stand up guy like Cyclops is for Jean Grey? Well, you don't have to be fused to an infinity stone or be the leader of a superhero team to have the kind of relationships in life we all long for. Mark Went is a men's wisdom coach, and after people work with him, they have the confidence, emotional intelligence, and communication skills they need to be the heroes of their own story. To find out more, go to markwentcoaching.com. That's M-A-R-C-W-E-N-D-T coaching.com and we're back 
for for those I understand for those who are still novice to I guess modern day anime like myself mm-hmm. where's a good place to start what's a good show to start with a good show to start with it kind of besides one piece because we difficult yeah, question we know one, one well, because one piece is you know got some great looking action figures that are just it out. Does. one piece is like one piece is a time commitment like even doing the math if there's like almost a thousand episodes like don't get a dog because like it's 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 a commitment right so i i think if if you want a good entry piece like it's kind of hard to go wrong with naruto right so it starts off very lighthearted and it's fun it's very accessible but then as it moves along like it gets pretty deep in the character development and the things that they face, like it brings you along with it. Right. So, so that's a really good one as if you had to like start somewhere, right. Um, Dragon ball, right. It's, it's, you know, pretty big out there already. So even if you have like, you know, the Dragon ball, super Dragon ball Z, that's also a good mainstream one. Um, My personal favorite um, attack on Titan. Right, it, it's relatively newish. People oh, yeah. are talking about it. It's 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 not like cutesy anime with deep moments. It starts deep and gets deeper. Right. Um, I, I've watched part of the movie. I think I'm a quarter of the way through the movie. I started it and like then realized, shoot, I gotta go to work. <laughs> yeah. I haven't gotten back to it. Mm. And I and I've read some comics. I didn't realize it was an actual series. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's it's on on Crunchyroll right now. They're the they just finished up the fourth and final season, um, so you can like watch them all. And it's it's one of those ones where like you really get invested, and like there are moments being shocked, right? Like, oh my goodness, like how could they do this, right? Like the writing and the character development, right? That's what really what makes an anime. And, and to and, and to your audience that they might be novice fans and wondering should I get into anime or not, you have to ask yourself this question, right? And, and, I, and I use, like, a superhero analogy, right? Back in the, like, late 70s, early 80s, those, like, the super friends, right? And that was pretty much your superhero fix. But they were standalone episodes, right? So you didn't even need to worry about it, and you kind of got it, right? With anime, like, it's a process. It's an arc. It's a storyline, right? It, and some start, and they, and they have a slow burn, Right. And sometimes you have to sort of get used to understanding the characters and what makes them tick. And it's the relationships, because realistically, right, like from a fiction point of view, you have your hero who meets the person who helps them get the thing that they need to accomplish their goals. And and they come across this obstacle and then they realize their full potential. Right. I mean, those are the elements of fiction. So there isn't a whole lot of newness behind it. But it's the characters and what they struggle with with each other. That's what makes good anime, right? That's what makes you really care about a character and continue watching this show and putting in that time investment. Right. It works. It can, it can, be, it can seem a little daunting sometimes to people who are unfamiliar with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a, there's a lot of good, interesting anime out there and there's there's so many different kinds for whatever like you know there's giant robots there's Mm -hmm. love stories there's There's comedies there's yeah i mean yes it's all different genres and and the way that i would i would answer that if it's daunting is 
think of anything you would binge watch on Netflix, right? Whether it's House of Cards or if you're a Game of Thrones fan, like you're still looking at 20 plus episodes and people follow them too, right? right it just happens right. to be animated content. So it really is no different, right? And and I think that's where the, some of the cultural differences um, are really made very prominent in Western market versus an Eastern market, right? Like in Japan and in the East where anime comes from, it's not just for kids. It just happens to be animated, right? Like they're not right. cartoons. We, we associate cartoons with being young, right? In Japan and in, in the Eastern um, part of the world, you know, anime is just as valid as anything else, right? Because if you look at something like a family guy, like you're not going to have your little four-year-old watch it because it's not appropriate, right? But for adults, like <laughs> get it and it's funny and, and you're into it. And, and that's where sort of anime crosses that divide. And when Netflix has an entire section of original anime that they are basically commissioning on their own, right? It means that there's something there. They're not just licensing it and right. putting it on Netflix. They are spending significant amounts of time and effort and energy and money to create their own anime, which means that there's something there. Right. There's an audience there. Well, then I guess you, based on what you're saying, I last real anime I really watched was Digimon and uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Mm-hmm. I got. <laughs> I watched Yu-Gi-Oh up until I think the final season. I'm like, okay, now it's going a little off the wall. I'm kind of done because <laughs> <laughs> I can't follow the jump that they made. But I w- I was hooked in Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, and it's the same for any show, right? Like every show, like the expression of Happy Days, right? When they jump the shark, right? We whether it's yeah. anime or live action, we can all point to some series where at a certain point in time it got different. Either they right. changed the writers, or the pacing wasn't the same, or this season one is as good as this one, or it's just starting to hit its stride, right? So even if you look at like science mm-hmm. fiction stuff, right, like. You know, one of the greatest of all time, I think, is like when Star Trek Next Generation came out, right? It took two or three seasons before it really hit its stride. And everyone's like, yeah, this is right. It's not like your typical Star Trek-y type thing. And I think all the most successful anime um, follow that pattern, right? It takes it, it, it takes a little bit of time to establish things. But once you suspend your disbelief and you understand here's what it is, um, I, I think I, I think that's... That, that's a mark of a good anime, right? So um, Jujutsu Kaisen, right? I don't know if you've heard about it, but it's won all these awards for like best anime of the year. It's, it's its first sort of season here in the U.S. And it has a really odd premise, right? But once you get past it of these like kids in a sorcery school type thing and they're like fighting like curses and demons, it's a relationship that they have with each other that are so wonderfully common in this extraordinary battle that they're having. Like how are they having regular conversations about what do you want to have for lunch while they're in the middle of fighting? Right. But it's that duality (laughs) that makes it really endearing. And you're like, I love these characters. I want to see what they do next. I could care less if they're in a battle. I just want to see them interact more with each other. Right. Like then you are transcending plot. Right. Right. And that's when you're like, I need an action of those characters because I love this character so much and how he relates to others. I want to have a piece of them. Well, let me ask this question because I, I just saw it and I was looking at getting into it because I love the movie franchise. Um, the Pacific Rim. Yeah. Is that being considered that sh- the, the, the animation that's on Netflix, is that being considered uh-huh. anime or is that like right on the cusp of, I, I, I think it I could think it's be a camp. Fun. 
Okay. I, I think if you were to ask what anime was 15 years ago, it was it has to come from Japan. It has to be of a certain style. It has to feature that 15-year-old boy who's trying to find his place in the world in a supernatural setting. I don't think that's the case anymore. I think anime now is. Mm. It's any animated content that is longer form, right, that has arcs and episodes, right? If, if I had no, – no one has defined it, but if I had to define it, I think it's that. And in terms of what Pacific Rim has done, right, for obviously you have the first two movies that Legendary basically came out with, right? And then you have what's on the Netflix series right now that basically takes that world of the Jaegers and the Kaiju and all the things that goes along with it, right? But there are... There are nuances in the character and the development that transcend things, right? Like my, my favorite expression is being drift compatible, right? The fact that like when you're piloting this Jaeger, the neural load is too much for one pilot. So you need two and they need to work perfectly in sync, right? Like you guys right now, you run your show. You're a partnership, right? The both of you are chugging this thing along and the dynamic that you have with each other makes your show what it is, right? That's the same thing with the writer or director or – and that's why Pacific Rim I think is – um, such a great property that made itself a good candidate for an anime because it's the interaction of the characters, not just robots, you know, kicking the hell out of monsters, which is entertaining, but it doesn't last, right? You need something that's going right. to stretch along and, and carry that action. Derek, are we really drift compatible? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> there, there, there are days we wonder. Um, now, what about uh, the new Ultraman mm-hmm. anime? I know that's anime because I've been watching it and it fits from what you're saying. A lot of the guidelines for anime. Correct. And, I, and I'm a huge Ultraman fan. So when I saw that they were doing Netflix was doing the anime series, I was all over it. And I have back behind me in one in, in the trunk, all the Blu-rays of the old series, mm-hmm. live action series, which I love. <laughs> um since Ultraman's coming back, especially with that anime, is that something you guys would was put on your radar, or is that just not a broad, broad enough property character-wise to potentially pursue? Yeah, um, I think it's a great property, right? The question is, would it be the next property, right? There's a lot of anime that's already out there that has lots of different character varieties, that would lend themselves to a good action figure. Obviously, Ultraman by himself would be a fantastic action figure, right? But from a, you know, selling into the Walmarts and the Targets and the Amazons of the world, they want to know there's going to be more of this thing. So with something like Dragon Ball, right, there's like 50 character styles because they all look so different and there's different versions, right? You have with the blue hair and black hair and, 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 and they're different that way. And there's... 50 different characters that I'm working on right now and, and growing. So it's easy enough to say, here's the next one. Here's the next one, season after season. With something like Ultraman, right, from a, from a retailer point of view, you want to know that something different is coming down the pipe gotcha, gotcha, in addition gotcha. to the, what the, the mainstay. So um, that's why you see a lot of these really popular anime that might have a limited visual character style find their way into the higher-end collectibles and the statues that can have that higher price point that you don't need a whole lot of figures to sort of like to help it out on a purely, you know, numbers point of view. Okay. Now, what about the, um, what about the, the, as you mentioned earlier, some of the, the anime stuff that Netflix is being interested in any of that at all? 
Um, it, it's tough because when Netflix creates something brand new, right, and they basically invent the IP, they are the licensor, right? They hold the, the license to right. that product, right? And it all depends on if they want the expertise that we do in action figures for a Netflix series. Now, it just so happens that there's a little show on Netflix called Stranger Things, right? Well, Never heard of it. I has already done collectible <laughs> action figures for Stranger Things. Oh, that's we right. announced it like three weeks ago, right? So there's one of like Hopper. It's a really cool looking figure. So yes, the opportunity does exist for an original Netflix series and we do the action figure for it. It's just a matter of, is it the right time at the right place? And is it going to fit into the anime heroes brand? Right. So right. just, just cause it's animated doesn't necessarily mean it would fit in anime heroes because we're, we're still at a stage where it, it's still very little doubt that it's anime. Right. If we introduce a property in anime heroes and you have to kind of wonder, Really? Is that anime? Like, I don't know. I, I don't want to get to that point yet, a marketing point of view. I want at least the next right. four properties that you say, like, yep, absolutely. That's that's the one that I'm expecting, right? People ask me, what's going to be the next property, right? And I'm, and, and I'm kind of cagey, right, because legal deals aren't signed and all that kind of stuff. But I'll say you will not be shocked when you see what it is. You'll be like, of course. So I've known about One Piece for a year uh -huh. now, right? And I've had to keep it mum, right? But I told people, when we announce, you're going to say, well, of course, One Piece. That makes perfect sense, right? Like, I already know what the next two or three are going to be. But until we sort of get all legalese and all that kind of stuff down and, and the models and our timelines, when I announce it, right, the fans, your fans, the press, everybody, they'll be like, okay, that makes sense, right? I'm not going to choose such a deep but maybe awesome property that no one's heard of yet. Right. Because right. I'm still a young brand and I don't think we're there yet. Um, well, uh, my goal is to get there. Right. If I had my brothers, I would go deep into my own personal catalog in my mind saying, like, <laughs> I would love like a G-Force or like a Robotech or something crazy. Yeah. Like that. Oh, Robotech. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was my first anime. That, that almost put me in therapy when I realized, like, oh, my God, people die. Like my <laughs> my. My first two, my first, I don't, I'm going to age myself. My first two anime shows that I ever watched was Speed Racer and Shogun yeah. Warriors. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah. love Shogun Warriors. Jai King. Jai King. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, that, that, is, that is classic anime, right? And there was a Speed Racer movie. Warner Brothers put it out. So, yes, that is anime anime, right? Yeah. Because it, it's bound right. by time. It has a certain art style, but I think audiences are becoming more sophisticated now, right? And there was a time in the you know in the seventies and eighties. There's a certain style, much like comic books, right? Yeah. Whether you're going to be like a Grant Morrison fan, or you're going to be a Jim Lee fan, or you're going to be like uh, you know um, any of these you know really great artists, they all have their own look, right? I don't think there's a look mm -hmm. right now, right? Some are really right. hyper realistic. And some are very, you know, stylistic, and it really just depends on the look and tone and feel of, of the show. So, so I think yeah. it, it's a fantastic renaissance, if I even dare to use such a bold word, of animated content out there. But I think it's here. See, I guess in, in high school, you know, of course, I graduated 89. Uh, I mean, for me, the anime that I was exposed to was like Akira, Ghost in the Shell, <laughs> Vampire oh, yeah. Hunter D. Uh, yep. That era. So then, you know, we'll move decades later. 
as I'm a working adult, mm-hmm. going to the local convention that is uh, Megacon, which is mm-hmm. comic, gaming, anime, whatever. And I'm seeing all that. I'm like, this is anime? Okay, I, I recognize the Dragon Ball Z. I recognize the last Airbender stuff. I recognize... Yeah. Some of the, all this other stuff, you know, don't know. I don't even know where to go to get it. Or um, it was, it was different. I'm like, okay, but I, I still like my Akira, and they were, I enjoyed the Ghost in the Shell movie, but I was disappointed in it too because it varied so much. Right. From the, well, I think from that's, the that's, that's a danger from book interpretations, right? Like the, the screenplay or the adaptation of a novel, right? You have to make choices, right? For Ghost in the Shell, right? right? If you're going to make a movie that's going to be, you know, 120 minutes, 150 minutes long, you got to make choices. You can't include everything, which means you have to, you know, compromise. But the, but the beauty of the anime is it's long-form content, right? You tell the story you want to tell it. Because that's how it was designed to be consumed in right. in nice little chunks that all fit together. And you know, in in the Shonen Jump in Japan, like Shonen Jump, they are ruthless in terms of like how long are you going to be in that book? And if you don't perform, you're going to get kicked out, right? And then you don't have a vehicle to tell your story anymore, right? So the fact that a lot of these series are strong enough to you know survive that very you know, um, demanding environment and make their way to an actual animation. Um, I, I think it, it, it says volumes about how strong the mode of storytelling in that, that is anime. So let me, let me ask this question. Uh, cause we, we see it with Hasbro for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, with their stuff. Uh, they do the fan fest things, be it fan fest Monday, fan fest Friday, fan fest Tuesday, fan fest Thursday. I think the only day they haven't done is Wednesday, Wednesday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, new, new product gets introduced and the day of release, week of release, you don't find any of it on the shelves. And when it's talked about, it's like Hasbro ignores like, well, we got our money because we shipped everything out. It's your problem because you either find it or you don't. Are you guys experiencing the same type of thing with anime heroes or anything else coming out of Bandai? I mean, in terms of we, the, I guess the logistics of the supply chain, right? Uh, right? From the time you make something to the time you ship something, the time it goes across the seas to a distribution point to get to the store, there's lots of little steps, right? So to your point, as you mentioned earlier, it's a guessing game, right? Like we have to think this is going to be a successful action figure. And so we have to make enough in advance such that if it sells as well as we want it to, we can keep up with the demand to make sure that the store shelves are full because if you're empty too long, the stores are going to, they won't place you anymore. Right. And right. that sort of defeats the purpose of, of providing it to fans. So we, we want to be successful, but we want to guess right. Right. And, and, and obviously for financial reasons, if we're sold out at stores, that's great for us, but it means that we are not serving our fans the way that we need to. Right. So we always need that safety stock. Right. And, and, and part of that is every much of, uh, and we have some fantastic folks at Bandai who do our sales forecasting and they look at all the research and the trends and, and here's what's selling at these different places. And then they talk to me and they say, okay, how much do we want to order now so that we can ship from the factory in three months so that it arrives in our warehouse in four months 
so that we can then ship it to the stores two months after that, right? Like, I don't know what I'm gonna have for breakfast tomorrow, right? And I have to think that far out in advance, but they do this kind of stuff on, on, on every day. And I have to think, what is my messaging going to be to let folks know these things are out there? So if we take One Piece, for example, right? It just came out, right? Wide. It's gonna be, it's a Target already, it's gonna be at Walmart, it's already at GameStop, right? Like, the distribution network has already done its job. It's been placed, right? My job now is to make sure people know about it so that they're gonna buy more of it so that we can order more of it. Which means everything from social, everything to podcasts like this. I want folks to follow us on Instagram and Reddit and Twitter and all these things like that so that they know these things are available. And I listen and I look at all the feeds. I know what people want. And I ask people like, what do you want your next character to be, right? It, it, we're not doing it in a vacuum. And if enough fans say like, we want this character, then I can talk to my R&D team to say, you know what, let's let's explore adding this character to the line because so many people have been asking for it. I think it might do really well, right? And and, and so you almost want to have that good problem of, of being as close to sold out as possible because it means it's successful, but you want to make sure that you reward the fans who stuck with you every step of the way. I thought I was following you guys, but I am now officially following Bandai America. <laughs> So, I'll put that plug out there. Go to Bandai America and follow. That way you get up-to-date up news on Dragon Ball Z, on Anime Heroes. Tamagotchi is back? Yeah, they just launched uh, on Wednesday a, a brand new Tamagotchi. Oh, that, yeah. yeah. I'm no light hair that you just kick a bottle in my head. <laughs> Yeah, we have a pretty big line of stuff. It, it's it's actually quite uh, shocking how many lines and, and properties that we're able to put out. Well, there, like I said earlier, with with anime and stuff, there's a there's a wide range of stuff that yeah. you could get into. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's uh it, it's 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 a it's a target rich environment, as, as I like to say, and, and there's a lot of potential there. And at Target, the retail store yes. as well. No pun so. <laughs> um, so I will go for that gutsy question that you've been asked many times mm -hmm. with things that the legal documents have been signed. All papers are in order. All T's are crossed. I's are dotted. Can you say what's coming next or what's coming down the road? Or is it still too early for any of that? I think it's still too early. Um, because I tried. The, the, no, I, I I would ask exactly the same thing, and I would guess I would give my same shifty answer. Right, fans sh should not be surprised when they find out what that next property is going to be. They're going to be like, okay, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Right, so you, it's not going to be. <clears throat> you went to the Dave Filoni school of interviewing, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I've had a lot of practice, <laughs> but, um, but but I think I think fans be happy. Um, we will do service to the Enemy Heroes brand, right, as well as our own licensors, right? But in the meantime, like, while we're introducing new IP, we're going to be having new characters come into all the lines, right? So if you look at Dragon Ball, there's going to be more characters, more characters every season, every season. The same with Naruto, the same for One Piece. So things are growing at different levels. Um, but, but as soon as I know what our next IP is going to be, I'll make sure I loop you guys in and we can talk about it. Awesome. Derek, you got any other questions? Because I'm, I can't think of anything more. Not without getting I do in trouble. Have, <laughs> I do have one question for you personally. Um, if you had your choice, 
what would be one anime that you personally would love to see some oh. figures from? from if I had line? my, if, if, if let's say if Bandai had the worldwide licensing rights to every single property and it was just carte blanche, right? Um, uh-huh. Any anime. That, that's tough. Um, <laughs> to be an anime heroes or just like one figure? Because I'm, I'm trying to take my business head off and put like a fan, right? Oh, um, I, I say I, would, I say both. Uh, one one figure I'd and, say and both. one. Yeah, how about yeah? Put you on the spot even more. I think if it, if it had to be like a one shot, right, or like two or three characters, and and that's it, and then move on. Yeah. Uh, Mike, to your point, like the Battle of the Planets. Since I grew up with it, right? Yeah. Like they each have their own unique color and character, and and like the little, you know, the the, the helmet, the, talent, yeah. the helmet with like the the clear, like that. Just it from a toy point of view, that would look fantastic. I've looked online. I don't see a whole lot of them on there. Um, so I don't know how hard it is or if people even try right. to do that. I I think that would be great, but there's not a whole lot of character selection. So, But that's that's aside. From a pure business point of view, in terms of lots of different characters, um, lots of different varieties, um, I will reserve my right to plead the Fifth Amendment um, just because <laughs> it's I coming down the road. It might. It might be. Because I don't want to say anything that'll that'll spook people if I start proposing stuff. See, this is why I go back and say with the classic smart. anime hero, with very the cla- smart with the classic anime heroes are calling doing a classic line. Mm-hmm. You could do the one offs, and each wave is a different one off. So you could do the one off of Battle That's of the Planets. Yeah. You could do a one off of, of the bridge crew from Space Battleship Yamamoto. You could mm-hmm. do a speed racer line. You could do uh, Robot, you know, the pilots from Robotech. Yeah. Each one's a different wave, um, and, and hit some of us old farts that are out there. Because uh, I wouldn't mind seeing. I would pay. I would pay the thirty-five bucks for Akira and his bike. Yeah. Mm. Just to have the bike. <laughs> I mean, that's an anime. That's an anime character on its own. Yeah, it is. No, that, that's actually a pretty good idea. I'll pretend I didn't hear it. That works. <laughs> for, for liability purposes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that again? What? Uh, that, that, that'd be a 5% take. <laughs> Finder's fee. Um, you got anything else, Derek? Because this is, this is, this is one of those. everything pretty this, good. This is one of those warrior nights where we're both like in, we are drift compatible tonight. <laughs> We're we're coming up with the right <laughs> right thoughts on the questions. There there are nights where we both go t- two different ways and and ask questions that like oh yeah that's a great question didn't think about that one. Where tonight no it's not the case. We're we're gotta, we, have, we haven't we haven't talked about this beforehand and we're we're right there. <laughs> where can they find you and Bandai online? Well, Bandai, you can go to Bandai.com, right? And then if you go to the main website, there'll be all of our social widgets at the bottom. So we're on in, we're on pin, um, <clears throat> on Instagram, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter. Um, we recently put together a TikTok channel. Uh, we have a YouTube channel as well. Um, so fans more like, and we have news all the time. Like when we announce a new figure, we're going to announce it on Twitter and Facebook. So it's out there. Um, and then... Me, I'm kind of behind the shadows. I don't have a huge 
digital footprint out there, but if, if you were to type my name into Google, you'll find some other interviews and stuff that uh, little Easter egg. So I'm out there. Well, I definitely, I, I have been familiar with Bandai in the past. Um, again, I've been looking mm-hmm. at the, the star Wars Astromax out of Japan. Uh, yeah. U.S. stuff, never realized Anime Heroes was out of the U.S. or mm-hmm. had a line. I'm now going to have to go look for One Piece. Um, I think because that's what we were talking about tonight, uh, that may be the set that's going to get me started. Let's go yeah, find the three great, characters. It's a great place to start. It, I'm going to have to go get those three characters. Uh, it's Zoro, Luffy, and... Sanji. Sanji. So, and Sanji looks pretty decent as well. Sanji almost reminds me of a, I hate to say it, a Yu-Gi-Oh character. There's a lot of similarities in, yeah. the, in the features in the area. So I, I'm sure there's anime creators on that show that probably worked on Yu-Gi-Oh yeah, or, or vice versa. Right. So, that's right. Um, well, thank you for, for joining us. Go, go to Target, go to Amazon where you could get one piece. Now you could get um, the Knights of the Zodiac. Cause I can't <laughs> see the, the main part of it. <laughs> Um, you could get Naruto all on uh-huh. Amazon at Target, at Walmart, at Walmart, Taylor, GameStop. Ex- it's everywhere except for One Piece. One Piece is not at Target or at Walmart yet. That's June. It will be soon. June. June. So check them out. Get them today. Um, other than that, thank you again for joining us. I've had a great time. And uh, if you could stay after show briefly, sure. Derek, uh, I think we're just going to, at this point in time, leave people asking. Want to know more? So, um, the bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weeby Geeks production. But not you guys, because you're not normal. You're special. You know how Peter Parker doesn't always know how to tell Mary Jane how he really feels? Or how Tony Stark seems to have everything but not the deep emotional connection his complex soul craves? Well, you don't have to be a superhero or a wealthy industrialist to experience the kind of rich relationships and life we all long for. I'm Mark Wen, and I'm a men's wisdom coach. After people work with me, they have the confidence, emotional intelligence, and communication skills they need to be the heroes of their own story. To find out more, go to markwentcoaching.com. M-A-R-C-W-E-N-D-T, coaching.com. <laughs>